Oh, fellas, we're at the Cuba base camp. <sighs> I'm blowing up floaties to float around, get some sun. I've got a major farmer's tan. I need to... Rayoth row your boat ashore. Hallelujah. Such a beautiful day. Rayoth row your boat ashore. Wow. Hallelujah. The, the crick, it, it runneth over. The crick, you say crick? The, well, you know, I don't do it on purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes I say creek and sometimes I say crick. Crick is the proper term, I think, around right. here. Uh, well, maybe. Well, but then oh. other people get mad about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, well. The rain, the rain's rolling in again. Oh, you can't get a fucking good Saturday around yes, here. It's all this I've, purple rain. Oh man, I thought this was supposed to be hot snake summer. I haven't. <laughs> oh, I have, haven't been able to go to a Blue Jays game. Oh. Holy shit! Oh, this sucks. They're going to cancel Shakespeare in the Park again. Well, oh no. There's a silver lining to everything, I guess. What's that? Oh, they canceled Shakespeare. In the oh Park. right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't psyched to see the Tempest again. <laughs> I you know I actually like Shakespeare in the Park, but uh, yeah, they're they're selection of Shakespeare plays. Well, not this year, not unless you want a mud pit Woodstock style. Right, that'd be kind of cool though. A bunch of groupies at the Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah, like I'd you know I'd go topless run around Delaware. Right, yeah, just, yeah. Woodstock '99, the, the Shakespeare version. <laughs> <laughs> well, set the porta potties on fire. It's Shakespeare in the Park. Right, yeah. <laughs> We're just, we're just yelling about Limp Bizkit. Yep. <laughs> that was a dark period of time in, in, in American history. Ah, like, shit, it's uh, raining again. Fuck. Oh, fuck. It's coming down hard, right? Yeah, well, let's go in the garage and build an ark or something. Okay? All right. All right. Square Riders on the Storm. Boom, boom. We're riding on the storm this week with, of course, Jim. That's me. Ryan, aka Snake. Hey. And our homeboy, this week's guest, Rob Galbraith. Very honored guest. Rob, Rob what's guys? up, brother? Not too much. Thanks for having me here. I uh, oh, I just really appreciate that um, that you guys are able to give a uh, a chubby white guy with a beard and glasses uh, <laughs> space in the podcasting realm. You know, we're a voice that's not heard enough in this uh, media sector. <laughs> Truly underrepresented that's here. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, glad we give a voice to the voiceless, Rob. Um, no, we we are we're very happy to have you. Mostly because we crib a lot of our material from your Twitter feed. So like to have like the raw, uncut source here in person. <laughs> when we we're gonna all yell about the news together. So you know the guy who who helps us uh, be aware of what news to yell about. Oh, yes, yeah, you get the fish scale around today. Yes, yes, we sure do. So yeah, guys, we're yelling about the news and. Uh, well, what do we always like to yell about first? The mayor's race. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes, it's still it's still happening. It's not over. You know the the flip side of having like an exciting election is that well, it's it's going to go on forever. So we're going to be talking about the mayor's race, even though India Walton won that primary and you know pretty much slam dunk Byron, but he's still uh, still. Running his campaign, guys. Speaking of running his campaign, did you see what he posted on Facebook this week? 
No. Did, Rob, did, I, you, Rob, no. you were you were out of touch with you as a I know. I was I was unplugged for the since uh, Wednesday. I got I got this texted to me. Uh, Snake saw this. Yeah. Uh, from friend of the pod Brian. He's good Nowak. for something. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayor Byron Brown's Facebook feed. The Cuban people are fighting and protesting for basic freedoms that can only exist in a true democratic society. We are seeing a passionate movement against the socialist ideals that lead to totalitarian regimes which endorse and exploit economic suffering and inequality and deny access to the basic human rights of citizens by their own governments. I stand with Cubans who are fighting for their freedom. Did did Cubans impose a curfew on their protest? (laughs) I... I, I think the, I think the mayor did. I, I, well, this is a pretty interesting uh, politically strategic move for Brown to uh, to draw an alliance with Buffalo's extensive uh, Cuban expatriate community, <laughs> which you know we know controls pretty much all the right wing radio around here. Um, <laughs> we're basically Miami, you know. Yeah, we just right. have all the Cuban expats running the joint. I mean, I, you wonder if this is a signal that uh, Roger Stone and his wife are going to start, uh, you know, getting in the mix here. Ooh. Have a little uh, Brooks Brothers riot uh, in November. <laughs> I mean, um, my my question immediately was was like, did Chris Grant write this? Yeah, probably. <laughs> big cat, big cat, big, big cat, cat, big cat, big, yeah. or big dog. Well, we're the big cats. Oh yeah, yeah. Get we're it, we're the competing. Right. We're yeah. the competing campaign advisory firm. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. wolf, wolf. We're meow. Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, no, yeah. Look, I mean, the, this is like the first time that Byron Brown has actually had to do politics. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of his tenure has just been like, oh, I'm going to make the city better, <laughs> you know, and like do, doing his best. Like even I, I would argue he was like the Ur Obama in a sense, where it's just like he basically came out and, you know, said, I, I don't want to say platitudes, but a, a lot of it was platitudes, I guess. But it was more like high minded talk. There's no real political talk about any kind of Byron Brown administration or what where he fell on anything because nobody asked him none of his opponents certainly did so now now he's got like an ideological opponent and it's like Cuba <laughs> like here's the Cuba takes from Buffalo right yeah that's, that's the, really the hot wild. Cuban takes uh coming straight out of Buffalo no it, it's ridiculous to me that they're like he's like he's like well if only they didn't have socialism that they'd be then they wouldn't have inequality mm. Yeah, well, well, I mean, he he's now he's now committed himself to demonstrating constantly that he knows the difference between democracy and socialism, um, right? That's 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 his uh, that's what he's telling us. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, is he going to be um, you know making connections for a second Bay of Pigs? I don't know. It'd be interesting to it'd be interesting to see. Are we going to have uh, a Buffalo Nexus here? Right. I mean, we know a lot of the U.S. It, regime's it, uh, uh, attempts are, to overthrow Byron's Castro. getting on the boat. Is he, is he going to open up like a Gowanda Bay? Yeah. Like the prison? <laughs> <laughs> it's open. It's, it's there for him. Right. It's, yeah. it's right there. And yeah. so, I mean, yeah, use that one for free. Yeah, we're going to uh, deal with the county. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no. Five years from now, there's going to be a guy showing up in Buffalo saying, how am I going to get a scar like this eating chicken wings, man? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, it, the only thing I, I disagree with you about him being the like Earl Obama is like, at what point did Byron Brown ever offer anyone hope? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, true. But I mean, when he was first, okay, I will say, you know, him being the first African American mayor was cool. You know, especially like something to be said for that. Something to be said for that. Also, you know, it was running against Kevin Helfer, who was just right. like yeah. Schlubby dude. No offense to schlubby dudes. We're all schlubby <laughs> yeah. dudes here. Thank, but, thank you. Thank but I'm just saying, that. like, yeah. you know, clean cut Byron Brown versus like 
schlubby South Buffalo Kevin Helfer, and it was just like, well, okay. But after that, yeah, you're right. I, I, I do think he is like a, a when he's you know deciding to put in the work. Anyways, he he is a, a competent and effective retail politician. Yeah, I mean he he gets out there, and yeah, I mean. Yeah, being the first black mayor is is total is totally huge, and I think like represented a major sea change for like black political power in Buffalo to to get that you know top seat. Like that was you know a project decades in the works, and yeah, I mean I I think you can't discount that, but it definitely seems like yeah yeah he uh, well he he was able to ride the sort of uh, economic boom um, you know produced just by you know hugely cheap. Uh, interest rates i think to um to as like evidence for uh, well, achieving well, anything and, and like it, it's it it is it's, it was enormous for him to be the first african-american uh, mayor uh you're right it's like this incredible sea change this this change in voting demographics that nobody ever thought would happen right like that's the reason why the republicans ran helfer against him as they just thought like well all we have to do is run a white guy and we win yeah, I mean, I think same with Kearns, really, in 09. Right? Well, yeah, Kearns right. definitely thought the same thing. Uh, he, you know, Kearns thought, well, I'll win South Buffalo away from the mayor, and that means I'll win the mayor's seat. That, that, that Helfer couldn't win South Buffalo, but if I can, I become mayor. And it turns out, like, no, it's, it, it, it's more than that. It's more complicated than that now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I venture to say we will maybe see some kind of strategy like that in 20... Uh, 2025 but you know we're, we're still in 2021 folks and uh india walden while she has won the democratic primary which is de facto winning the mayor's race she has not really done it yet um because byron brown is as we all know ramping up his write-in campaign write it down byron brown yes right the third the third right? write it down byron byron brown the third. you tell all your yeah. friends who are looking <laughs> yeah. to vote for byron brown byron brown the third right right Right, mm-hmm. uh, that don't forget it and make sure everybody knows. Right, but I will say our uh, erstwhile, possibly soon to be former mayor, he does have some help, guys. Uh, the the cavalry is coming. Okay, okay, uh, and and it's it's in the form of another former mayor. Yes, Tony Massiello, not Jimmy Griffin. He's not he's not <laughs> risen from the grave and, and shut down Allentown, but. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony Massiello, For, former mayor, and and nothing else since then in the yeah, past fifteen yeah. years, right? Yeah. yeah, just just hanging out and being former mayor. Uh, Tony Massiello has uh, come out in support of Byron Brown's writing campaign. Okay, what, do, what he do was we, there at the press conference. Yeah, he was standing prominently behind Brown at the fucking press conference, and like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win this writing. I mean, Massiello didn't move his hands at all. He just kind of stood there. Like I have to be here because I'm being paid to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and and Massiello with no vested interest in this thing. <laughs> no, nope. none at all. No, he's just he's a true believer. Yep. I really, yeah. That's right. Byron Brown just inspires so much hope. Yep. <laughs> that's right. But but, but from, Tony Tony he just loves effective and Tony, governance. And Tony Massiello and Vic Martucci for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that, yeah, that's a kind of a wacky odd couple situation, right? It's like, oh, you got, got this guy and this guy, and they they both support. Well, you know, he's he's drawn bipartisan support from two guys who have no uh, financial interest whatsoever, and in who's running the city. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so funny because Tony Massiello. Um, for for a long time, played the uh, you know, uh, pardon my pun or whatever here, but played the Godfather role, shall we say, in in Buffalo politics. In that he had like a huge 
war chest of campaign funds that he sat on for years and he would donate uh you know and, and pretty much people would have to come kiss the ring again i don't want to belabor the mob tie associations here but i will say like he he was just kind of like the man like he was not really pushing anything almost similar would you say jim like giambra was in that position for well, a while I too mean, Giambra, I mean, first of all, they, they both still have money in their campaign accounts. The difference between Giambra and Masiello is like, like when Masiello left the mayor's office, he wasn't box office poison like Giambra <laughs> was. Like, like if you if you ran and you got oh I well Tony Masiello supports me, you'd be people would be like oh oh that's okay that's cool. If you ran, you're like yeah well Joe Giambra likes me, they'd be like. Get out of here, you freak. <laughs> That's like opening a restaurant endorsed by Army Hammer. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, regardless, I mean, yeah, Tony Massiello, very much in the, um, like you said, Rob, the retail politician mold. I, I think it's safe to say that's, you know, Tony Massiello is just a good smiling face. Um, didn't really, uh, you know, make waves. As mayor, he's just a seemingly nice guy. Canisius grad, a baller. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, generally a tall person. Mr. Good Feelings. A time when you could say Buffalo was arguably, you know, like at a nadir. Like the 90s were, were not so kind to the city, I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, the 90s were not so kind to the city. I will tell you uh, quickly, uh, this is Ree's favorite part of the show is when I tell stories. Oh, Uncle Jimmy story time. Uncle Jimmy story time. <laughs> Uh, I was at J.P. Fitzgerald's. Is that what it, the no? Um, Bullfeathers. 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 J.P. Fitzgerald's was in Hamburg. J.P. Oh, oh yes. J.P. Fitzgerald's get, still in Hamburg. Yeah. Don't get your J.P.'s mixed. J- up, okay. J.P. Bullfeathers on, on Elmwood on Valentine's Day when yeah. I was in AmeriCorps. Um, it was uh, one of the women in AmeriCorps. It was her birthday, but there was like fourteen of us having dinner together. It was like three guys and like eleven women. And a drunk Tony Masiello wanders into the back room at JP Bullfeathers and is like, You're a real pretty girl. Oh. And like his wife comes and like, Tony, we're ge- we're leaving. Get out, we're getting out of here. And he's like, Okay, we'll go now. <laughs> oh, well it's it's that kind of charm and you know yeah. individual charisma. effervescence that that really makes him such an effective lobbyist. Well, Byron Brown has that to look forward to, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's. I mean, just let go and, and yeah, and another very uh, notably charismatic person. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, it. I mean, t- it's just amazing though that like in this time in Buffalo, where like we were pretty economically downtrodden, and like you know, it wasn't really going so well for Western New York. Tony Masiello was unchallenged, unchecked. Like he's just the guy. It's like, oh yeah, of course, of course. Like yeah, he's he's our mayor. Everything's terrible here, but he, he's still our mayor. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's no surprise that he would be supporting Byron Brown. But Rob, uh, you're you're on the beat on this. You know, we, we you're our you're our go to guy. You, you do the digging, all right. You get your your fingers in the dirt, and you you, you see what's the what's grimy and underneath, like. Uh, it's like a David Lynch movie, you know, where he finds like an ear on the gr- <laughs> ground. Him and Laura Dern. It's just like, oh, you're, you're finding the body parts, Rob. That's that's old Yeller. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I, blue I would, velvet. It's blue yeah, velvet. I, I would, I'd love to find the Frank Booth character in this story. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, maybe that's Carl Palladino. Yeah. You do the digging, Rob. You yeah. you find you find the bodies. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I do, you know, in the course of my job, I do a lot of, uh, you know, research on lobbying, money and politics, um, you know, basically how uh, private influence is exerted over the public sphere. And yeah, well, the thing that um, yeah, if anyone um, is, is unfortunate enough to follow my Twitter account, uh, then knows <laughs> that I it, it, it burns me up that somehow Tony Massiello gets away with getting introduced in any appearance whatsoever as former mayor Anthony Massiello, even though for the past 15 years, which I'll say longer than he served in office, he's been a lobbyist with uh, Vic Martucci and until recently with Carl Calabresi. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, as uh, you know, Mark Shear wrote about in Investigative Post uh, quite recently, he lobbies directly for the city of Buffalo. He has a $60,000 a year contract with the city of Buffalo to lobby, uh, I assume, at the state level uh, for the city. Uh, in addition to that, he lobbies for all sorts of businesses doing business with Brown's administration in the city, whether it's um, Axon, the company that makes uh, the body cameras and the tasers, um, both of which uh, Buffalo police recently have bought in the past three years. Uh, he lobbies for uh, Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus and many of the sort of constituent parts of BNMC. He lobbies for Nick Sinatra, um, Dave Pollock, his, uh, his, his development company. He, he lobbies for, for Rocco Termini's son, um, Brad Termini, who has a... He's he's a real estate investor out in California, but he also invests in the the pot industry. And he he uh, meaning Massiello, Tony Massiello signed a lobbying contract with yeah with Brad Termini um, just a few months before uh, Byron Brown announced like a major deal to sell like seventy two acres of public property to Brad Termini for a a a, a I'll I'll call it a, a cannabis factory. That's basically. exactly who we don't want owning that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, sure, I terrible. Mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it, 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 it gets it gets legalized and, you know, anyone with, you know, ready access to capital can can really just come in and, and totally dominate the market. And yeah, here, I mean, no, no better example than just like the son of a guy, which is like the most classic way to get anything in Buffalo is if you got to be the son of a guy. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we got the son of a guy who who he lives out in California. He's like, well, um, you know, New York will probably legalize pot soon. So I'm going to get in the ground floor of this and build like an industrial scale factory right next to uh, the river, right next to protected wetlands. And I'm sure there'll be no agricultural runoff or anything. No. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be it's just totally. Totally uh, clean, organic, uh, you know, real uh, 100% organic certified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bi- biodynamic pest management. I'm sure a to- no, no uh, petroleum derived fertilizers. Um, you know, just not absolutely nothing running into the river. I'm sure is, is how that's going to shake out. But you anyway, s- you serious, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was. That sounds, that sounds great, that, Rob. That, that, that sounds that's, great. that's that's my classic dry wet. Yeah, yeah. It really only comes through uh, in, in a in oh, a textual well, format. That, uh, when I speak out loud, it's that's, uh, that's, that's why they call you the dry toast. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yes. <laughs> so if so, basically, if you want uh, the palms greased around here, okay, Tony Massiello is your guy and and yeah doing that longer rob than uh than like you said that he the was mayor. mayor yeah which is crazy to think about well it yeah i mean it i guess it is and it isn't like cra- i mean it, it makes sense obviously just knowing like how how politics works but it's it's just it's crazy 
I mean, it's crazy that there's just no, like, so little follow-up here. We're talking about, like, some of the lowest hanging fruit as far as um, just talking about how development happens, how government works here, that... Um, well, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's crazy to me that it's just, like, you don't know, like, you know, you're right, Tony Massiel, former mayor, smiling face, like, you see him on the TV, oh, it's it's Tony, you know, it's, it's that guy we liked, he's, he's cool. R- meanwhile, like, yeah, he's basically... It, uh, indirectly or directly, however you want to feel, like responsible for uh, the development class in the city, pretty much like taking a giant hold over everything that happens here. Sure, but, and I'm sure it's not like a, a a large lift to to get like the Brown administration to do what developers want them to do. But um, I mean, the the other piece of this is he he's he's you know he gets a skim off the top for. You know, for his services, and, and he gets carte blanche from the local media. Right? Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's former mayor. He, they, they just go, oh well, he's former mayor. Oh, I get that. That like is the most noteworthy thing that maybe he ever did. But you, you, you don't give carte blanche to everybody when when they haven't when they've done things in between then, especially if they're relevant <clears throat> to what's going on now. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, if he, you know, if he was a former mayor and he spent the last 15 years, like selling like beadwork on Etsy, like I get it. Introduce him as former mayor. Right. <laughs> but if he's former mayor and the past 15 years, he's been spent, um, you know, basically leveraging his governmental connections into making money for himself by advancing the, pi- the policy priorities of, you know, the ownership class that's relevant when you're talking about who he's backing for mayor. I, I'm just imagining like his Etsy shop now. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> crafts by Tony. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot of those just distressed signs with just like words on them. Cross right. stitch. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he's, and he's got Eric Starchild selling the stuff along. Oh, oh. yes. Yes. That makes sense. Um, yeah, no. I like to Freaky Friday those two guys. <laughs> Make a get 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 Tony get Tony hitting, hitting the hit, hitting the bricks, the selling yeah. selling some selling some necklaces and stuff. Let a yeah, let let, let Eric Sartrial back back uh back in the in the the smoke filled room so it starts cutting some deals. I bet I bet Tony Massiel would make a killing though. He's he's such a nice looking guy, you know. He's got that kind of yeah, face. Yeah, and Freaky Friday, he's gonna look like Eric Starchild. Oh, oh right, remember? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, he's gonna have to just use his natural wit and charm. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> well, in the here in the real world, no, Tony Massiello, uh is is heavily supporting the Byron Brown campaign, which now makes a lot more sense given a lot of the financial ties. Now, my question I pose to you, gentlemen, does it matter? Does it matter that Tony Massiello is, is as far in the as the tank? outcome of the race? Well, come November, like how yeah. much? Because we clearly know that Tony Massiello is, you know, is and has been a power broker in the city, mostly behind the scenes, in the sense that nobody ever says, "Hey, this guy's the former mayor," but also he's one of the biggest lobbyists in the city. Um, but now, you know, we're we're looking at a November writing campaign for Byron Brown, and. Um, uh, you know the efficacy of which I remains to be seen. I am pessimistic that Brown has any chance. Jim, I know you're a little bit more. You're giving him more of a puncher's chance there. Yeah, I, I, I think he's got a, 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 I think he's got a decent chance um, that, that he could pull it off. He's got a lot of money, a lot of name recognition. As far as doesn't matter, uh, it, I, I want to look at it two ways. Doesn't matter as far as like the mass yellow name. I don't think so anymore. I think that it's been long enough. It's been 
16 years since Massiello's been mayor. I don't think his anybody who was going to vote for Massiello, who would vote for Brown because Tony was endorsing him, probably voted in the primary for Brown anyways. I don't think he's bringing out any extra voters. What I do think matters is that Massiello still has a campaign account with money in it right. and can still turn that money over to Brown. That's what matters. It's the the Tony Massiello name, that brand. Do I think that is bring is going to bring out anybody in November that would have brought out it, that should have showed up in June or July? No, I don't think that matters. Um, but that money that he's got that he can turn over to uh, the mayor that certainly could make a difference. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, like him showing up on the stage there at the press conference. That's like. Yeah, I, I yeah, like like you said, Jim. I mean, he's I don't think I don't I don't think he's like getting people into the voting booth, but it is a symbol I think that there is some, uh, you know, some degree of like real institutional support still behind Byer Brown in in this campaign, and to have somebody um, like so representative of you know institutions, like he's on like the the Public Bridge Authority board. Mm-hmm. Um, he's yeah, he's he's just very wired in, obviously, because he was mayor for twelve years. And I think I think that's what that shows is that like the institutions have not fully given up on Byron Brown yet. Right. And I mean, yeah, now Massiello's base of support when he was mayor was more the West Side and like the Hurdle Avenue area, mm-hmm. which if you look at the results from the primary, pretty much abandoned the mayor. But I don't know that I I believe that Massiello is going to be able to change that, even if he went fucking door to door himself, which he's not going to do. Right. I mean, was that was that abandoning the mayor or is that just, uh, you know, assuming that this was going to go off like 2017 and without a problem? Uh, I I think that I think there was a, a fair amount of abandoning the mayor there. And, you know, especially in the West Side. Yeah, especially the, the West sure, Side. Sure, The West Side is, you know, it's it's higher educated. It's it's got more economic resiliency. Uh, it's more diverse. Um, I think the West Side, that Niagara District, especially, they, I think they really abandoned the mayor. Um, that part of North Buffalo that's in the Fairletto, Delaware district, mm-hmm. like that Hurdle Avenue area has a lot of similar demographics that overlap with the West side. Yeah. Um, So I, I do think it was a sort of abandoning the mayor and saying, we're going to give this person a chance. We want to see what they can do. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was like, like what you saw in Maston was just people thinking, well, it's just going to turn out okay for the mayor. and We're not going to show up. Mm hmm. Um, I don't think you had that in the Delaware district or Niagara district. I think you had people saying actively saying we're, we're giving up on the mayor. That's interesting. I mean, I feel like to a, a certain degree in, in Maston. Well, I, I think Ellicott is an interesting example too, but it's it, Ellicott kind of shows why doing, looking at it by council manic districts is not like the greatest way. Right. No, it's, it's because, just isn't. because of the way that district is gerrymandered. <laughs> right. But uh, it's, I mean, that's why it was interesting to look at, um, in the uh, the Jacobin article or Jacobin or mm-hmm. we, we Jacobin ja- Jacobin 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 um, that's I I put a little extra Western New York on that <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just smother yeah. that extra Western New York that's accent right, yeah, yeah. right through the um, nose yeah, that's right um, with they looked at it by census district and by planning district. yeah that that was that was really great um yeah well, 
I, I, I don't I don't know that guy personally, but he's done rusty. Some, you're rusty, yeah. Oh, that's our boy, major. Is that your boy? Pod. Yeah, he's. Oh yeah. Uh, well, he he's done some really really tremendous work. Um, um, yeah, he's been doing it for a while too. He? Yeah, he's like he's our he's our man. He's our numbers guy, Rob. I I got a story to tell you. Remind me to tell you off. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll, yeah. Take, we'll take the fun stuff <laughs> off air, listener. You got to pay more for that. Right, yeah, that's right. If you if you want to hear the off air stuff, you better start backing us on Patreon. Yeah, you really better well, start. I also probably should post it on Patreon if well. we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. You, you, you hogs will get your slop and you'll like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, but look, you, you're right. I, I certainly think that... Um, some parts, uh, strongholds maybe we thought would have been for Byron Brown, quote-unquote, abandoned him, or there's apathy towards Byron Brown, or maybe it was just a, oh, he's got this, you know, who cares, um, that India Walton might not be a viable challenger, which is certainly what the Byron Brown campaign itself right. believed up until the very last minute when they said, holy shit, we're about to lose. But um, at what point, and, and this is what I've been wondering for a long time, because to me, I understand that you have to put up a nominal bit of opposition to Indy Walden and, and you know, her decidedly left-leaning um, campaign winning the mayor's race if you are a member of, like, the development class. You know, like, she she is a threat to your interest. Like, that <laughs> that that much is clear, and, and they know it. But at what point do you cut bait on Byron Brown? Because at this point, to me, he's kind of a distressed asset. Like, he... Yeah he's not on the ballot it's i know not to belabor that point but it's so important that his name is not on the ballot you can't just show up and fill in a bubble for byron brown so to me the smart play is yeah all right we're gonna cause as much grief as we can for india walton going into november but the long-term play is just to try to make her life miserable for the next four years as much as possible and then set up something for 2025 yeah, I feel like that's like a really interesting bit of calculus that like a lot of these guys are doing is, um, yeah, on the one hand, like Byron, Byron Brown's facing uh, an uphill fight in November. Um, you know, he's not favored, I don't think, to win at this point. Um, but so, I mean, yeah, in that sense, like it makes sense not to like devote a bunch of resources into into this sort of kind of like quixotic uh, effort to, to do a write in. But if he knows that you're that you um you know, thought you could just cut bait with him, and then he does pull out the win. We know that he's petty enough to, um, to be to you know lose your applications maybe in uh that 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 get submitted or, or you know get, things get bumped down to the bottom of the pile or phone calls don't get returned or something like that. Right, and 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 you know, and boy, have we seen this year strange things can happen when it comes down to uh, election day. Um, it, it's interesting to me as we mentioned last week that, like you know. If you're Carl Paladino, who is at the last minute endorsing Karen Healy case in the sheriff's race, he is showing how much he gives a shit about the sheriff's race, which is not at all because he's looking to drive out turnout in the mayor's race in the Democratic, essentially what is a November Democratic primary uh, for the mayor's race. He's looking to turn out as many Democrats as possible, hopefully ones that are mainstream and, and will, he'll be appealed to hit their senses for Byron Brown and basically saying to the, like the sheriff's race, like, fuck him. Like, good luck. You know, yeah. maybe you win. You probably don't because we're turning out turnout in the city. We're bringing him out. 
Yeah, that oh, that's that, that is just really interesting considering like yeah, like you know Paladino's behind Brown, you know at least uh, you know in 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 his in whatever way that you know he he can be with Brown sort of publicly disavowing his support, but you know you got like what's his what's his face Larigo, um, at the Conservative Party right. backing Brown now, um, and you I mean you wonder like yeah is it is it worth it to them to uh to you know to to make a to make a big deal about like yeah a city a city um election when the like their strategy has been to you know drive down turnout in the city as much as possible well, i mean and, and and especially the sheriff's race right yeah um the yeah. sheriff's race you know it's it's been it's been a long time it's been since tom higgins that a democrat was sheriff which is like 20 fucking years <laughs> yeah. since you know it's been like you know a fifth of a century since a democrat was sheriff um seems like yesterday yeah just <laughs> just yesterday when the good old days uh i think when grover cleveland was sheriff he actually uh like pulled the lever on some executions didn't right he? yeah he was, he actually, he was uh, it's another democratic yeah, sheriff yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. uh grover <laughs> cleveland actually physically did the public hangings. yeah um uh i don't think it's going to be as big of an issue in the controller's race because they're going to bring bringing a lot of turnout out in south buffalo mm-hmm. which will vote for lynn dixon Anyways, even though they're the because she used to represent part of South Buffalo right. in the county ledge, right. um, I think Hardwick isn't going to benefit from this boost to the city turnout as much as Kim Beatty will. I think Kim Beatty sure. has got a, a much better. I, I if I'm Kim Beatty, I I'm not I'm not I'm clearly not taking it easy after India Walton beat Byron Brown. There's no way reason to take anything easy, but you know maybe I'm rubbing my hands together and going, well, this should help. Yeah, this is this is a a, a beneficial development for from mm-hmm. her standpoint for sure. Yeah, and l- and let's focus on because this has been a lot of Byron talk, but just to pivot um, to India, she it's it's so funny because Byron Brown his campaign was largely predicated on what some called the uh, the the Rose Garden strategy, where this is fine, everything's good here, we're just you know just hanging out, we're just vibing, which mm-hmm. clearly failed. However, India Walton. Is just vibing right now, yeah. and it is. <laughs> I raised the mayor. Out raised the man. So the money has been flowing in. The good vibes have been flowing in, um, and it's it's fascinating to watch because I think this is very deft politically on her end. She's she's an unapologetic uh, democratic socialist. You know, at no point has she uh, talked that back or has she you know dialed any of her beliefs back. However, the primary publicity push has mostly been hey you know i'm i'm this young mother african-american woman um who i've had this crazy life and i've accomplished so much to get to this point um she just had a profile in rolling stone about how she used to be a tattoo artist you know none of the negative press or publicity that they're trying to put out on on india has really taken off well, all the stuff that they kind of say is negative just makes her look cooler. Well, yeah, and and I mean the She's the cool. stuff like the 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 real like the grimy shit that they were trying with her, um, you know, right after she won the primary with like the, you know, like the 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 the, the food stamp overpayment, um, and like the like the driving with a suspended license, the the revenge like the, the porn thing. thing they got on her too. Oh well, right? yeah, I mean that I mean that was just fucking reprehensible right um but i mean i'm I'm thinking about like the you know the political dirt that they that they were kind of like sprinkling out there like all of that stuff um i don't think that stuck to her because that just reinforces exactly what she's been saying is the problem 
mm-hmm. with like the way our society is organized right now. Right. And well, she was able to really deftly well, flip and, that. And, and, and she owned it, right? Exactly. She, she didn't yeah. say, no, that never happened. And then the news spent the next two months trying to prove that it did. Right. She was like, yeah, I was poor. Yeah. What do you want from me? <laughs> the, the, yeah, this is a, it's a bad place to be poor. Yeah. Um, and this, and this is what, this is why I should be mayor Mm -hmm. because I will at least work to make it, you know, better, you know, better to be poor and to, to lift people out of that. And then in like a real, like meaningful way, right? It's, it was, in fact, like the first interview with her, with the Buffalo news, when they were like, oh, well, what about like the food stamps? What about the overpayment? What about driving a suspended license. And she actually was like, well, let me tell you, tell you a couple other thing, bad things I did. It was reminiscent <laughs> of like like 8 Mile where Eminem in the final rap battle was like, here's all the shit about me. Now tell these fuckers something they don't know and yeah, throws yeah, the yeah. mic and they're like... Crickets. Right, yeah. Well, then, now, now you've got me wanting to he- see India just p- point and be like, point at Antonio Massiel and be like, he went to Canisius. That's a private school. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, look, Indy Walton, like, good vibes all around, and again, I, I'm not saying that at any point she's, like, talked back her, her political be- beliefs, you know, she's quite open about that, but that hasn't been the focus right now of her publicity campaign, um, which is very smart, you know, it's like, I, I think... We're at the point where a lot of people in Buffalo and Western New York are excited that it's a, you know, it's a young African-American woman mother who has achieved this political position. I I don't I I know we are in such a ideologically um, coherent time, which means we're, you know, all on the Internet and we're all sharing memes and, you know, whether it's like, oh. We want, uh, you know, the the COVID vaccine or we want the whatever, like whatever position that's really a divining line for you. Um, our Internet personas sort of lead us in, in one direction. But I feel like in our, our real lives, like it it doesn't always present itself that way. And what I'm trying to say with this long winded thing here is that like India Walton isn't presenting herself as a political dividing line, like an ideological dividing line right now. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, hey. I accomplished something and you're going to feel excited. It's like you're excited because this, this person accomplished it. Not, you know, not for the, the political ramifications. Byron Brown wants to make it a socialism, you know, versus American democracy type thing. And it's just not taking here. Well, it, it, it hurts him that like, he's a Democrat, right? Mm-hmm. It really hurts him to be like to take this hardline Republican viewpoint and say like you can't vote against her because she's a crazy Democrat. What are you? I'm a crazy Democrat. Like yeah. you know, like he, he can't. It's not going to work. He he's he's trying to come up with this argument that nobody's believing. Well, right, and I mean that's what then. There's like a sort a sort of like weird echo of the 2016 presidential campaign here, where you know effectively for the past two. Um, you know, two political cycles, Brown has run on essentially like Buffalo is already great. And, um, you know, we saw how that worked for, for Clinton in, in the 2016 general election. And that's the thing is that, you know, even if she can be, so, and even, even at, while she, you know, sort of vocally embraces socialism, um, she's out she's she is sort of like articulating a an affirmative vision for how things can can be different and be better 
Whereas for yeah, for the past two cycles, Byron Brown has, has just run on like, look at all the good I've done. You know, look uh, crane. You know, cranes yeah. on the horizon for the developer class. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, I think like you know, I th- I thought it was running out of juice in 2017. Um, you know, obviously, you know there was uh, the, the the challenger there, Bernie Tolbert. Um, you know, didn't didn't really seem to have the the sort of like oomph for organization or or really or or honestly really the sort of like uh, affirmative vision for how things ought to be different that I think that that makes it very easy for even sort of politically disengaged people to get excited about India Walton and that she. She at least is acknowledging that everything is not working well in Buffalo, which Byron Brown like politically can't do because everything that's going on in Buffalo has been, you know, at his hands. Right. And and, and is being and like a lot of the bad stuff are being done by the people who uh who are his like most solid um base of like financial and sort of organizational support. But I mean I, I think I think of Byron as that you know, he has spent like the last eight years, the last half of his mayoral run essentially being mayor of the city for people who live in the secondary suburbs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, you know, like I think of my parents and I, I, I like to use them as bellwether and my parents are like, the city's okay. Now my mother will go anywhere in the city. She's willing to go anywhere in the city and venture there and be like, well, let's see what it's like. My father is willing to be like, what are the nice places in the city? <laughs> and I'm like, well, this, all the city can be nice depending on how you are. And he's like, no, no, you know what I mean? What are the nice places? Yeah, the, the yeah. sports arenas. Yeah. He, yeah, he wants to go to Larkinville yeah. and the arenas, and maybe where I live, and that's it. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, it's interesting. And so, Rob, you've been on this um, for a little bit here. Is that as we talk about India Walden out fundraising Byron Brown, uh, the Byron Brown campaign has tried to paint it as outside money coming yeah. in that it's outside dollars that it's you know it, it's um our revolution or the aocs the bernie sanders that it's you know not a like a grassroots not a germane movement um and, and it's very rich coming from byron brown i would say yeah i mean rich is rich is the right word i think for someone raising uh ten thousand dollars from a guy named rich <laughs> um yeah well yeah so I tried. I tried to look into this, and as some as some folks have pointed out, it is like a little tough because a large proportion of uh, India's money has come in um, unitemized uh, donations, which mean they're ninety nine dollars or less. Now it's it's hard to determine the the provenance of those donations. But if you if you looked at both candidates, and I and I did this this morning, if you look at both candidates' uh, fundraising. And if you assume that their un- unitemized contributions are all from people in Buffalo, then India has raised more people, more money from people in Buffalo than Byron Brown has. More like a greater percentage of her total. And that would be like all the money she's raised in her campaign versus Byron Brown from like January 2018 on. If you just if you if you don't look at that and just take the unitemized contributions totally out of the picture, um, the numbers come out. As of like this most recent um, filing, which came out on Friday, um, Byron Brown has like like sixty one percent from Buffalo to India's like fifty seven percent. So it's very it's it's very close. Um, it, it's 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 very it's a very, it's very close. Uh, like how much they've raised from people in the city of Buffalo versus outside the city. Um, if you if you just take the 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 um, contributions, you can't you you can't sort of. Uh, um, 
you know, determine where they came from out of the picture. If you're assuming that the unitemized ones are like cash contributions, which is, I don't think an unfair assumption. I think that's generally because if people are giving like small amounts versus act blue or something through act blue or something, that's going to be, that's going to be documented regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, If you, if you assume those are from Buffalo, which it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a funky assumption to make. But if you do assume that, then 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 uh, India Walton has raised you know far more from actually within the city as, as a percentage than than Byron Brown has. I, I will say, as somebody who's been treasurer on multiple political campaigns in the past, um, and who tried to itemize pretty much everything I can, you're right. It's pretty much cash donations end up as unitemized. Um, yeah, I mean, which uh, isn't to say that you know online contribution they couldn't. They're yeah. allowed to report them. That you're way. allowed to report them that way. But I mean, I looking at and I've looked at some of India's financials. They tend to report their online like they they report like oh I got seven dollars and sixteen cents from this person right if it came through Act Blue yeah so it it would it wouldn't make sense for them to be like well we got ninety nine dollars from this person via Act Blue but we're going to report that as unitemized yeah I mean that that would be like I mean. That would be like deliberately obscuring it, essentially. Right. Um, which, again, still totally like within like the legal the you know right, the legal yeah, parameters. But it's so it would be a very peculiar thing to do, con- yeah. considering like the overall message of her campaign. But also, I mean, to raise like one hundred ten grand, uh, you know, straight cash donations under a hundred dollars is. I mean that that that's that would be some really prodigious cash fundraising. Yeah, I mean that's it. It really is. I mean that said. I, I know in one cycle for a town off in the town of Lancaster for a town part committee, we raised twenty five thousand dollars in cash. All right. Well, yeah. So so that's that's so, I mean that's not totally out of the realm. So, of, um, so a mayor of Buffalo to raise that amount, it doesn't give me pause. Yeah. If she raised twice that amount in cash, yeah, I'd be like. Whoa, 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 whoa! Like, is she getting her money from Jacoby's? Like, what's? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I loved, I loved that. Um, I don't remember when this was. Maybe a couple weeks ago. Now, um, it was a Friday afternoon, and Brown's campaign just like, just kind of like chucked it out there, see if it stuck with Channel Four. They're like, oh, we have some questions about these unitemized contributions, and the story is basically like, well, if they were all um, contributions uh, under ninety nine dollars in the aggregate, then it's totally fine. And they're like, and the Brown campaign is like, yeah, that would be that would be the case, but we are we have questions. We're just asking. And questions. then it's just fucking nothing after right, that because because questions. obviously there's no they they have no way to substantiate the right. the, the claim. They're just um yeah they're and I got to say like if that's what they've got, shit like I don't know I, I maybe mean, they're not paying their oppo people enough like no I mean they probably aren't look if we want to throw questions out about people's financials I have questions I'd like to bring up right now. Uh, it's about Pat Gallivan, sheriff, <laughs> New York State Senator. Every financial period, Pat Gallivan pays thousands of dollars to a credit card company, but he's got no credit card expenses labeled for his account, oh, for his well, campaign that- account. So that, to me, says that he's paying off private credit card debt with his campaign money. But I don't know. I'm just asking <laughs> questions. Just asking questions. I mean, maybe we he's really know. into OnlyFans. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before he's supporting independent artists. Right? Yes. Yeah, that, that's yes. right. Yeah. But before we move off of the mayor all stuff, guys, I would be remiss if uh, if I did not bring up this amazing story that I just oh. learned about, uh, which is the spite cameras. Gentlemen, uh, could you explain to our listeners what's going on with with the spite cameras? Rai, you want to take this? Oh, yeah. Well, Snake. well, basically, what it looks like is 
uh, all the speed cameras, it was it was voted to take them out, right? All of them were taken out except for Rashid Wyatt's district. That was left there until, uh, you know, there was a large outcry and, 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 and some stories about it, and then it was finally taken down. So big old spike camera in his district. It was probably just, you know, an, something that was overlooked. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah. Innocent mistake. Right, yeah. Had nothing to do with whatever Rashid did. Well, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. You got all these cameras right, to come right. down. Right. The crew, yeah. the, you know. They all know, came the, down in a week, but that one was hard to get to for well, like a month or so. Yeah, right. they, they, these crews have mandated lunches. They, 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 you, you got to right. give them the breaks. You can't make them work all day long on Minnesota Avenue. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that, oh. that's, I mean, that like that's a, just a really funny example of the kind of just like total... Well, it's what makes like local and municipal politics so fun to um, to experience. I guess if you're not, um, I mean, if you're not a person that just is like constantly being like ground down to to a nub uh, by <laughs> yeah. by by their just like total just the total kind of petty bullshit there. But I mean, how how like what's the show? The 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 Amy Poehler show. Well, how I was Parks just thinking and Rec, I was just thinking that, Rob, is that story? Say that, yeah. It's yes. just like. Or, or I mean that that's this is exactly the kind of shit that I was talking about, like um, the calculus that um, like business interests are doing as far as like how how like how far are they willing to to push the support for Byron Brown, like on the off chance that he wins and remembers that they weren't there for him, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> like all of a sudden um, the green code actually applies to them, <laughs> right? Or, or, or as we mentioned before the show started when we were talking about this, this is like. Chris Christie and fucking yeah, New it's Jersey. Yeah, it's the bridge. It all goes. It all goes back to my theory that spite is the greatest motivator in human yeah. history. I, I mean, before we move off this topic, I really, honestly, like you guys do bring up a, a very good point. Like, at what point do you, if you are somebody who is uh, of the moneyed class, developer class, whatever you want to say, at what point do you not want Byron Brown winning? Because like he might be a bigger threat to you in just being a purely spiteful asshole. For the foreseeable future. Well, I mean, it, it depends on how much you're willing to give him, give his campaign. If you can write a check for 5700 which is a, around the max that you can give for mm-hmm. an election cycle, if you can write a $5,700 check and not think twice about it, well, then you give him $5,700 and you'd be like, well, I did everything I could for you, Byron. Right. Yeah. You know, if you can't afford to write that $5,700 check, say you can only afford to write a $2,000 check, well, then that means you're going to have to fucking volunteer or show up or something like that. Or, and, no. I mean, well, the, the this is this is what I'm, like, really, really fascinated to see how this plays out is, like, if, you, if you're committed to a Byron Brown victory in November, like, you're, yeah, you know, you'll give the $5,700 or whatever, but if you've got some, if you got walking around money, you're putting that into, like, yeah, character assassination, like, independent expenditure, super right. max, because... And I, I haven't seen anything registered for here yet, but like I said, I've been unplugged for a little while. Um, it's coming. You know, I, yeah. You know, you know exactly. I, I, I've mentioned it on the show before, but you know exactly what's coming. Yeah, but We're going to hear a lot more about the crime rate around here. I'll tell you that. I mean, but here's the thing is like, if you've got the money where you're like, here's $5,700 and you don't think twice about it and you got some walking around money. If you know that the India Walton campaign tends to itemize all their $99 cash donations and under as unitemized, aren't you showing up 10 times getting them $99? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. I mean, did, did you notice, I, Jim, you said you looked at the, some of the financials. Uh, did you look at Byron's at all? I have not looked at Byron's yet. I, I took like a, a very quick glance this morning and I was just trying to like kind of look at, see where the, like the totals from like where people were giving from were. 
But I did notice on June 28th, um, which I believe was the date of the press conference. I'm not positive about that. But a lot of like three and five dollar contributions to Brown's campaign. And I'm wondering if there wasn't an effort uh, a la uh, Cuomo in 2018 to give a bunch of people to give small donations to drive down that because those were all they're all itemized. And to like give a bunch of like small donations to like drive down like the average donation total. Yeah, I, absolutely, I'm, I I would be one hundred percent convinced that, that was intentional. And yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, it will it will it'll be interesting to see if he like tries to use that message because I mean he's got a lot of big ones that he'll need a lot of small ones to drive down the average. Right. I mean, it did it did look you know it, it had the appearance like if you look at like the twenty eighth of just a you know a groundswell of of small dollar donations. And I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't have time to like look at those donors and see how much they'd given in the aggregate or anything like that. The people's but, choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have to chop it up with Jeff Kelly again, too, when uh, we really yeah, do the yeah, deep dive yeah. in the financials. Although certainly, Rob, you're a good one to do that, too. Um, but moving on. So other other news here, guys. Uh, the bullshit border closing. The bullshit border. It's bullshit. And, uh, bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. And they're opening it. They listened to Brian Higgins. They Brian Higgins. Oh, right. He went up. He went up to Justin Trudeau and said, "Justin Trudeau, I swear to God, do you, you know who I am? Him, you open that goddamn border right now." So gave him that South Buffalo. You know, mm-hmm. he he pulled he pulled his pants all the way up to his nipples and he said, <laughs> "You open that border." He combed his hair to the side and <laughs> <laughs> he and Sean and Patrick and Patrick and Sean. All got together, <laughs> ju- just just like they did back in the 19th century at the foot of ferry. They got in those boats. Yeah, yes, they, yes. they 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 started they started they started invading again. There was the Fenian raids oh, all over God. again. <laughs> oh, and it worked! It got, worked. They, they opened got that it. border open, albeit for vaccinated people. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. proof well, of vaccination required. What if what if I just want to make my choice for my body? Well, you can do that and not go to Canada. I guess. Oh, so. Well, well, does that mean does that mean Canadians can get get back across the border? Because I mean, I, yes. I've, I've, it's my understanding that there's some vaccination problems, right? Yeah, over I, there. I, 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 I understand I, that, that. This Rob seems like Ford this seems like a, a way to done. like make like Canadian emigration to the United States. There, there'd be far <laughs> more way. of us there than them here. Yes. Be, no. The, the, Wait. They're, uh, they're going to cross the border and be like, well, we're just leaving. Oh, right, because we're not requiring it there. Okay, yeah. I get you now. All right, right, yeah. I'm caught up. Right. So we're, we're just going to end up with thousands of my friends, the Hamiltonians. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of empty space at the Galleria right now. We yeah. Can maybe yeah. Open, open up some Airbnbs there. Well, yeah, Cheesecake Factory and Bar Louie, <laughs> Louie are in desperate yeah. need of a bunch of people to, to come down and, yeah. uh, and, and not tip the people that work there. <laughs> Yeah, and go out in the parking lot and play bumper cars. Yeah, save us, save us, Canadians. Also, put put on ten layers of clothing uh, so you don't have to declare it at customs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, also, like if they want to stay here for a while, like you know, we have a worker shortage as far as I can tell. Like, there's nobody wants to work for fifteen dollars an hour at Ted's. So maybe the Canadians will want to work for fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, what is that in? uh, In in Canadian currency, like seventeen dollars an hour, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's got to be good enough for kind them. Kind of works out, yeah. They can make right. money, send it back home. Uh, th- th- yeah, they can send it back home where they have free health care. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm picturing now uh, Ted's just falling out of like tons of those like H1, was it like H1B visas? <laughs> just getting just getting just a ton of like migrant Canadian labor to come uh, flip charcoal dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just send them packing back over the Peace Bridge at the end of the shift. <laughs> and suddenly Ted's is offering poutine. poutine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hot dog poutine, baby. You know it. Yeah. Hot dog poutine. Well, that'd probably be pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Sounds it sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good. I'm sure it's been done before. Not by not by us. Mm-mm. We need another racket. All right. Yeah, not by Ted's. Listeners. Well, well we're not well, we're not running Dankin' Donuts. We'll be yeah, running yeah. hot dog poutine. <laughs> Ted's, if you're listening to this, I swear to God, if you steal our idea. Yeah, don't do it. We'll come we'll be mad about yeah, it. And if you we'll, do, we'll yell about you on our podcast. If you do, give us a cut, okay? Yeah, give yeah. oh give us a even better. You guys do it and then you just give us a cut. Yeah. Right. Intellectual property. It's like we're not even asking for money. Just like I'm asking for money. No, <laughs> I'd like to clarify. We, no, we, we we each get a pass that allows us to show up and just be like, once a day, we want some hot dog poutine. Okay, all right. So is I, hot dog poutine like fries with the stuff in a bun, or is it poutine with hot dogs in it? Well, I, we're hashing out the details. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. well, you got to start with the brand first. <laughs> right, yeah. You get the you, you get the mechanics of it down after. Hot, the, 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 the hot dog poutine, it just gets people in the door, and then you know, mm-hmm. honestly, it sounds like a garbage plate to me. Yeah, is a garbage plate a sandwich? Uh, isn't it? That's, <laughs> I think that's a comp- I think that's a copyrighted phrase. Yeah, you might have to you oh. might have to license it for. Oh, it. oh. okay. All right. Let me call it like a hot plate or something. Or that might hot be something plate. scatological. Yeah. <laughs> the, the old Canadian hot plate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> poutine. Poutine. Yeah, plate. I was a freak in college too. <laughs> Well, well, well. With the border opening up, that that does mean uh, you know I'm going to get my Cuban cigars back, baby. You're going to get your Cuban cigars back, um, you know, because God bless him. Justin Trudeau may or may not be Fidel Castro's son. It's who's to say? I'm just asking questions. But um, but with the Can- pure speculation, pure don't pure, listen to very us. pure speculation. <laughs> yes. But with the Canadian border opening up, that of course means that the Toronto Blue Jays are in fact going back to Toronto. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, that's sad whistle. Sucks. I really loved watching him here. It was great. Yeah. It was great to feel like a big city, having a pro ball team, having yeah. a twenty dollar beer. You know, <laughs> yes. wait, is that yeah? Did they jack up the concession prices because there was MLB MLB games? They, the, they did it, bring up the concession prices. Bit. Did it? They they didn't jack them up as much but for the Yankees games. Yeah, they really jacked them up. <laughs> And then, and well, well, I love to have it. I love having a dynamic pricing structure on fucking hot dogs. Yeah, yeah right. It's like, well, we've uh, the, the yeah the the neoliberal turn has just brought some incredible yeah. innovation to uh yeah. to to the entertainment industry. But they they did bring prices down after that because people bitched about it. Okay, including on tickets and. Um, well, they open up more seats, right? and once they open up right. more seats too, uh, you could even even if you previously purchased tickets, you could complain to them. That tickets were cheaper then, and they would refund you money. So that's all right. I mean, so they did like, it, it, which was which was good of them because like there was an effort. There was an effort, and had they raised prices, they wouldn't have been able to call you and be like, "Hey, tickets are more expensive now. You have to give us more money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they didn't need to go that way, but they did. But they're also like a multi-billion-dollar organization that can afford to be like, "Hey, here's your twenty dollars back." Right? They're they're are they owned by are they owned by Rogers? I think they're owned by Rogers. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. What's yeah. what? What are the odds? I think they do some a, a series in Montreal year. What are the odds they come to Buffalo too? I I wouldn't be surprised if they if they started to do that with like people loved it around here. People did love it around here. They sold well tickets. Well, they spent a bunch of money on the stadium to upgrade the infrastructure right. and, and yeah. things in the stadium. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did it for like a real shitty team. Like a team yes. that nobody wants It'll to see. It'll be the Orioles or something. Or like the, or even like a good team like the Astros, but nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I'm not a sports guy, but I the way I see this like playing out is it's like a very satisfactory inversion of like the Bills uh, Toronto games, mm-hmm. where you just get a bunch of guys from yeah. like Buffalo showing up with just like a hat that says like MLB on it. Be like, I just <laughs> like the league. <laughs> yeah, right. It's pretty much that. I mean, I, I'm sure the Blue Jays hated it on, on, on the Yankees series days, right? Right. The yeah. majority of the stadium was Yankees because this is like a Yankees town. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Oh yeah, it's uh, huge. It was a Red Sox. Well, okay, it. it Yes, Ryan, you're right. I think it is a huge Yankees town, but the Red Sox did take hold partially. A little bit, a little bit. I think I think we're we're pretty well split between Yankees, Red Sox, and Cleveland. I think okay. majority Yankees, and yeah. I think that's only due to the fact that the Blue Jays have been around as long. Yeah, yeah. Um, you might pick up some Blue Jays fans now, not that they've not that they've been around yeah. for for a few months, right? So. Right. I mean, I, I certainly think you picked up some Blue Jays fans. I do think it's it's a heavily Yankees fan. I think Cleveland has a, a strong pull. Yeah, Pirates not so much for whatever reason. They're pretty Pirates close not too. so much. And even though Buffalo they, Buffalo yeah. used to be the farm team for right. Pittsburgh for, for Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Well, and, and Cleveland, yeah. Well, in Cleveland, and the Chicago White Sox actually going back to the eighties. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And um, the Mets, that's a that's a and sports. The, yeah, yeah. the Mets, they were they they were the farm team for the Mets. The Mets really <laughs> never grabbed on here. No, yeah. no. Even when they changed the Bison's colors to orange and blue, and, <laughs> yeah, and never really yeah, caught yeah. on. Didn't See, really that work. doesn't make any sense to me because, like I said, I'm not a sports guy, but I do love any team where the mascot is just a giant is a giant anthropomorphized version of the ball <laughs> used to play the sport. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So I'm so my huge. I'm a Mets fan and i'm a i'm a cincinnati red sox or cincinnati reds, reds. fan yeah um, uh yeah 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 mr met is is amazing um, he's an inspiration to me <laughs> right yeah mr met terrifying but an even more so than celery oh just as much okay they're yeah. the two two pillars of my life that i try to emulate all right so, but at I, least you, you like to back a winner you say yeah, yeah right, that's I, right. I think that one of the reasons why there's so many yankee fans around here though is because the yes network's been here for so long yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense um well they show the sabers games too don't they right they show the sabers msg games. does and MSG oh. does, yeah, but uh, but they but MSG used to show the Yankees games and then it right. turned to yes and yes was yeah. here right away right yeah um, so. that, that's why like there's actually a, a a fairly strong undercurrent and I'm part of this undercurrent of Cubs fans in in Buffalo area is because uh, WGN WGN the Chicago Sports Network WGN sorry uh, has been on like local televisions in Buffalo since the 80s. Ah, so I remember as a huh. kid in the '80s watching Cubs games because I would be on like summer vacation, <laughs> and the Cubs didn't have famously did not have lights at Wrigley Field. They had to play all their games in the afternoon. Ah, well, that was our, our brief foray this episode <laughs> yeah. in the, the wide world of sports. The world of sports. Yeah, uh, we move now back to. Uh, uh, I thought we had more sports. Oh, I guess we do have a little bit more sports, Jim. That's true. The. Uh, the fail son of the Pagula clan uh, came out with a, a line of hats, and uh, I, I can only describe them as uh, well. They're hats. They're hats. <laughs> they, they are. They are baseball hats. <laughs> they are truly, truly baseball hats. There's anything you can say about them? 
Yeah, so Matt Pagula, which I didn't even know he was a Pagula. Like I, I knew, you know, right. Jessica, I mean, just just like Terry, you forgot he was a Pagula. Yes, <laughs> Jessica Jessica Pagula Pagula. I'm just tripping all over my words today. Uh, she's been getting all the shine, right. being like the star tennis player, Olympian, Olympian. Tennis, yeah. You know, she's really crushing it and getting all of the the love from the local media and whatnot. So Matt Pagula. Uh, who I assume is the son of Terry. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know the family line, but we'll just go with that. At least some relation. Uh, he had to get in on this action, this feel good time for the Pagulas. They're, they're charm offensive right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they came out of this line of hats, which um, absolutely got roasted on the internet. You know, Twitter just uh, completely just took a dump on these crazy hats, which basically, there's like four different styles. The one is like a giant S in a varsity letterman jacket style. Another one is like the Sabres logo, but it's got like, it looks like a distressed like paint. It's like an affliction shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's something you saw like in the mid two thousands, like an Ed Hardy type of colorway. Um, which doesn't really jive with like the Sabres colors. It just looks really gross and weird. But uh, it totally jives with, well, oh, I don't, I don't know what crowd I'm talking to here. It, it totally jives with my perception of what a Sabres fan is into aesthetically. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For for sure, um, there's another one that's just yeah, like, probably not this crowd. Yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna get a bunch of hockey pucks uh, thrown through I, my my window now. I, I I did purchase an affliction shirt once, 15 years ago. I will admit that on this podcast. Well, they were cool back then. They were cool back. Then. They were not cool back yeah. then. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you had to find out this way. They were not cool then. Yeah, I still have it somewhere. Yeah, hopefully in the trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Snake. I got to live up to my name. That's, you know what that's I mean? true. So. That's a snake ass uh, uh, company. Yeah, there's a couple. There's another one that's like a hockey puck that has like the Letterman jersey. It looks like shit. That one. That like, one is the absolute. I'm look. I, I brought them up on my phone. That's the absolute most dog shit one. I think. <laughs> it's just, it's so compl- bad. Yeah, completely. Stu- it looks like it says Buffalo Sagers on it. <laughs> Go Sagers. Uh, were, were there any red trucker hats with white lettering on them? <laughs> No, that would Ranger. rule. Oh yeah, that would that would be awesome compared to this dog I'm feeling shit. Feeling extremely self conscious of my trucker hats. I love trucker hats. I, I love trucker hats. Too. Adrian, Adrian. Well, I don't want to take. But that it's out. not a red trucker. I don't know. Yeah, we said her name so. in the show before, but uh, no, my girlfriend loves to roast me because I I would wear trucker hats at one point when she knew me, and so she makes fun right, for it. I mean, I I really like the uh, the one with the New York State logo that has like a buffalo so intermeshed in it that you can barely tell there's a buffalo there. Yes. Yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> it's it, well, it's yeah, it's it's an inexpert outline of New York State too. I, like it's it's very well. It's, it's I guess I'm looking at it has like the exposed too. corners too. Like it's like yeah. a fake distressed hat where it's like you know that period of time where everybody's wearing like those shitty ripped jeans, pre ripped jeans, and yeah. like part of the corners of this hat are ripped. I mean, look, I'm no sartorial expert here, but uh, I would rather be fucking dead than <laughs> wear any of this garbage. I mean, so. I, I I'm not a sartorial expert either, as as you guys can see, um, <laughs> looking at me. But I'm like fully comfortable in in roasting this this total garbage. <laughs> it, this these, these hats fucking suck. But I I and you know, frankly, I think the pagulas suck too. 
Um, <laughs> that's probably not a surprise to anyone who knows me. Yeah. But I, I have like a tremendous amount of respect for um, for the Pagulas for using the the resources of their pro sports franchises just to create revenue streams for their for their children's uh, like fully uh, fully online like millennial uh, like product branding schemes mm-hmm. this the, the, the hats are, are not uh, the first instance of this um, the Pakula daughters opened a uh, at least two um, like I don't know if they're like smoothie restaurants yes. or they're they're like health food restaurants anyways I don't know if they're still in business I'm pretty sure the one in um, What's it called? Uh, uh, Harbor Center, um, the 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 big uh, the big ugly building they they put up in Canal Side. There was one there. I think they stuck one in Roswell too, which is just like like so funny to me because I remember the press release about that. They were trying to bait. They basically said in the press release for for the opening of this place that they wanted to sell foods that helped cure cancer. Oh no! Which I mean, just the Pagula is like getting their money out of like a a oil and gas industry real estate flipping scheme <laughs> and selling like uh, selling anti cancer smoothies uh, or or their or or you know getting <laughs> getting their daughters to sell anti cancer smoothies at Roswell is just such like a beautifully. It's just a, such a beautifully like rinky dink example of of like how shit works in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and I, I um, you know, I, I have a, I have a just a tremendous amount of like affection for um, you know parents who 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 hit it who hit it big like the Pagulas did, just um, you know bankrolling their 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 children's uh, uh, idiot schemes. Well, um, uh, I speaking of idiot schemes, <laughs> I would like to talk to the Pagulas. Um, do you have one for them? Do you I, can pitch? I, I do have one. Is, is this like a Buffalo Shark Tank? Well, it's it, yeah, sort of. Except I'm going to move to Tennessee. <laughs> Where they they got rid of all vaccines, oh. and I'm going to sell anti measles and anti smallpox uh, smoothies. Oh, <laughs> well, go to Chattanooga where they have free wi- uh, broadband. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely would hang out in Chattanooga more than anything. Like, I mean, yeah. if you go to if you go to Nashville, you can sell them uh, out of the the Pagula's record label. Oh, there you oh, go. That's right. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, another venue for for some like I think niece or possibly like friend of the family to. Uh, to 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 get her foot in the door of the of the country music industry, they they fully uh, they 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 yeah oh, I forget who this was. This was a, a great article in in uh, the sports uh, publication, the Athletic, about all the various ways that the Pagulas basically ran like a fan, friends and family operation, and um, yeah, some some like niece or something got like a, got a big record deal through their. Sorry, I, I, I stepped I stepped on your um, no 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 on, no on your anti COVID no. smoothie idea, which I think is, is solid gold, babe. Right, I yeah, love I mean, it. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's I they got rid of all vaccines, so I'm going to sell anti disease smoothies, uh, and in Nashville, and I'll live in Chattanooga, but I'll have like a, I'll have a location in Nashville that'll probably do more business. It's much better to to be able to run a a marathon and train for that, and be like equipped to be immune to covid then just get a vaccine you should go through all that effort right not to get a vaccine no, I, i'm just gonna do Eat sm- drink smoothies every drink day smoothies. from your place <laughs> from my place yeah uh loganberry smoothies yeah run, run eight miles every morning right uh, don't well, get the vaccine well maybe i'll drive the eight miles oh okay <laughs> i'm not running's a lot all right, all right. <laughs> just kidding get the vaccine oh do it get it get it guys um more municipal news. You know, we're still in city and region, okay? We've got 
the Buffalo News, the Buffalo Snooze. I always put them on our whiteboard. Is the Buffalo. oh roasted? Got them. I got their asses again. I, I thought that's a Buffalo State, which has its own its own issue with cuts. <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, Oof. the Buffalo News. Uh, they're they're making some cuts. And they're saying uh, you know we don't want to pay people uh, a reasonable wage to report the news. And uh, there's some no. Well, who, who are the stories and the photos getting credited by? Like staff news reporter now. Oh yeah, that's pretty that much bullshit. been the trend that yeah. the individual reporters are not getting their right. credit. Um, Poor shit. No, it's it's pretty garbage. Our, sad. It really is sad. Yeah, our fr- friend of the pod, uh, Colin Debkowski, formerly of the Buffalo News, has has been on that for a while. That you know, it's not. It ain't what it used to be. Certainly not the Buffalo News of. You know, like her lover, like her hater, like her lover. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Pick one. Pick, Pick one. Now. A huge Margaret Sullivan fan. <laughs> Margaret Sullivan. Yes, <laughs> like her lover. I, I, I did. I did appreciate her tenure. I know others didn't, but regardless, the Buffalo News. She ain't what she used to be. It just it's it's pretty much fish paper nowadays. But but the the elected officials here in Western New York, it seems like have finally said, hey, stop it. Don't be such assholes about paying your people or cutting your people. Uh, Monica J- Wallace was out in front of this, right? Yeah. So, Jim, uh, what's going on here with this letter? We have a letter from uh, some state assembly members. Yeah, it's it's uh, from state assembly people coming in. It, I mean, you know, it makes sense that the state assembly would step in on this. It's it's probably the leftmost legislative branch that represents the area yeah. at both either the state or federal level. So. For them to jump in and say, hey, sons of bitches, why don't you pay your people? Makes sense. You know, that Monica jumps out in front, that makes some sense, too. She's been distinctly pro-union since she's been in, and realistically, she could use some good press. I mean, the the assembly members don't have, like, any leverage whatsoever over the situation, right? Like, I mean, it's it's my read on it that, that Lee Enterprises does not give a fuck about what kind of like negative publicity they might get over this yeah i mean because i mean they don't have to i mean they how many newspapers are they on they 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 own probably like like 25 newspapers it it is it's it's just i mean it's a the i mean the whole story of the buffalo news from i wish you know the buffett era on yeah i wish they would have never taken it from the benevolent warren buffett they just stole it from him, right? Well, I mean, he, he 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 did his he did his own. Uh, or I, you're 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 smirking now, so yeah, I'm yeah, realizing yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that 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 was you're a victim that was of a joke. Dry wit. Yeah, you yes, got yes. Jim earlier with your dry wit, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Now I, you know. Yeah. Sometimes snakes snake gets in one or two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck Warren Buffett. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> no, it, like it's just we'll we'll talk more at some point about the sad state of local media in this city. Um, and at this point, it's like, really, you're just like, what the fuck do you say about the Buffalo News other than like it's just a complete disaster of a reporting outlet? But it is interesting that there is some like we haven't seen any, to my knowledge, any real signaling or any kind of pushback against the Buffalo News by the political class of mm-hmm. them basically just gutting their newspaper. This has been... You know, on a, on a Bain Capital level of gutting this newspaper, this it's this brutal. this once honestly like the Buffalo News, a bloodbath. Yeah, like it's, it's painful to watch. It really had like a lot of cachet. Um, their series on poverty is is one that you know taught in colleges throughout the country. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I was ta- I didn't go to school or in West New York, and we read uh, that that piece um, that series because it was such powerful reporting. 
Um, but now, I mean, it, it's just fallen to pieces. But I, I, I do think it is interesting that even if it's just kind of signaling from the folks in the assembly that, that, yeah, Rob, you're right. It has no leverage. It doesn't really mean anything. But it's an interesting kind of signaling that they would say, hey, Buffalo News, you know, don't don't fucking cut all of your people, which you're going to do anyway. Is there a cooperative or nonprofit path to local news in the future? I mean, I think there's going to have to be. Has to be. Otherwise, we're just going to be like fed shit every day. Right. I mean, or you could be fed shit from us. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, th- I mean, I think the whole media sector is in for a major reckoning. Yes. I mean, and, and by reckoning, I mean, you know, total implosion. And yeah, it's, I mean, that like as, as, you know, someone who kind of values like understanding what's happening in the world, that's like a very scary prospect, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to blame the internet for everything. But um, it does oh, seem like newspapers oh. did not did not like re- did, were unable to to read like how to um, you know continue uh, in the internet where you can get anything that sort of like smells and tastes like news uh, totally for well, free. We've said it on this podcast that the internet has ruined humanity. I mean, I think that's that's the official name. But it's made our lives better. It's made our lives better. (laughs) Listener, we can connect with you. Yeah. Okay. Forget the button. But if the internet ended tomorrow, I would record this on mixtape and send it to all of you. Oh yeah, or to find some radio out for some pirate radio channel to record. That on. that was literally a, a like a, a campfire question I posed to my friends like last week. Like if you could if you could flip the switch that turns the internet off forever, do you do you flip the switch? I'd flip the switch. Yes. I flip the, I'm flipping the switch. I'm flipping. I, the, switch. I flip, the switch is flipped in my mind already. Yeah, I mean I I'm an IT worker and I'd flip the switch. Wow, I, yeah. I would go woodworking or or do drywall. I don't give a shit. I'd do something else. But listeners, as long as the internet is here and ruining all of our lives, we we will we will be with you. There might not be any newspaper in this city. There might not be any real media that's like in any way, shape, form palatable or enjoyable, except for us. So we will be here if you know, if not for your your Patreon dollars, which cough them up, but uh, mostly for your enjoyment and for the good vibes. So we're here for you, baby. Okay, we're we're here for you. You know who else is here for us? You know who else is here for our Skyway? Who's then? That's right. My my former heartthrob, you know, love interest, Stefan Mahailu. I, I, he's, he, he's he's canceled ba- now. Yeah, he's back on the shelf. He's back. No, he's he's <laughs> off the shelf. Randy Hoke has stolen my heart away. But <laughs> but Stefan, he he's working really hard to try to get back in. Well, maybe my good graces, but certainly the good graces of the voters of of the Hamburg district, who I. As I'm told, are are very concerned about the the Skyway. Right. I, well, as from what I'm, I know, based off of Stefan's Twitter and Instagram feed, literally the only thing they care about is Working Families Party and Skyway. Really. <laughs> and that what's going to happen is if they don't close the Skyway, the Working Families Party is going to drive from Buffalo down to Hamburg. Wait, did I have that wrong? Uh, oh, but we need oh. to we need to we need to keep the skyway. Yes, and the, but also we need to put up a barrier to keep the working families party in Buffalo. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that, that traditional okay. stronghold of the working families party, where they have an an iron fisted grip over uh, you know right. not just uh, the means of production, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know the entire political apparatus. So are they just going to put like on the skyway uh, an avocado toast stand or something? <laughs> like that? I think they might build a wall. <laughs> oh, go build a wall. Well, yeah. how would the people from Hamburg get back? Well, they'll have a wall pass. Oh, <laughs> wall pass. 
That's pretty okay. much what it is for the Hamburg beaches, by the way. You can't go to a beach out in Hamburg unless you live out in Hamburg. Yeah. Because yeah, there's yeah. no because the parking is like super regimented. So you can't park anywhere. So you pretty much can't like go to a beach out in Hamburg unless you have a fucking Hamburg like if you live in Hamburg. There's gotta be a secondary market for those stickers though, because I see those stickers on like cars everywhere. And I'm like, are there this many like hamburgers just like constantly like parking like in Buffalo where I live? Randy Hoke. And I know you're listening. No, we got to have him on. Ask you got to fix this, Randy. Hard hitting questions. We want to us us city dwellers. We want to enjoy your beaches. We love Hamburg. Yeah. Okay, and let us on the beach, Randy. Randy, let us in. We'll more, pay. more importantly, I want to know why the water tower isn't painted like a hamburger yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the oh. most important question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, two two things, Randy. Let us into the beaches. God damn. I swear to God, Randy. I, I want to so much. Just let us in the beach. We can't go to we can't go to that beach club, that pool club. So yeah, we can't go to Tapo, Tapo. pool club. Yeah. Right. So we got to find a beach now. Right. I mean, I I already bought this inflatable killer whale. <laughs> <laughs> you heard us. We already have our floaties all filled up. Randy, Come let on, us Randy. in. Let us in. Hook us up. But if you're looking, at, if you're trying to save the Skyway. I don't know, Rob, Rob Cat. Would would you <laughs> would you go to towns that were near the Skyway, or would you go to towns that were in the same county but literally as far away from the Skyway as possible? Would I go? Um, well, I I just want to firmly stake my position as a pro Skyway person, uh, regardless of of what the county comptroller um, you know has tried to hitch his wagon to. Well, I mean, obviously that is just like you know he he found a culture war. That, that he could kind of just like get in on because that's like that's his entire like political program is just um you know getting getting uh getting the hogs like hooting about a, a culture mm-hmm. war issue right mm-hmm. and when and he got he found one that was like the discussion was already over yeah right yeah <laughs> and it was like Oh, so we're gonna keep the skyway? And he's like, "Yeah, we should keep the fucking skyway." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Keep the skyway. Don't tell me we can't keep the skyway. And like, literally, was like, "But we said we would keep the skyway." And he's like, <laughs> "No, don't tell me we're gonna get rid of it. Keep the skyway." As far as your question goes, I, I like. Well, first of all, I don't have a car, and so I, I very rare. I, I share. I, my wife has a car that I that I drive sometimes. That's how I got here. But you know, I, I don't I don't go to the city all that often, or leave the go out of the city all that often, honestly. Um, so, but you know, if I do, I'm taking the Skyway because it's a lovely view, um, and it's it's like one of the few urban highways in Buffalo that has absolutely no impact on the the neighborhood around it. Yeah, which is like that. I mean, that drove me fucking nuts about uh, about like Higgins making that his issue and. Um, like I'm not I'm not a big Higgins guy personally, um, so I was just like you know he's talking about like the impact it has on like shutting off the development on the waterfront and I I, 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 I find that shit. I find that to be horseshit for one thing because I mean look at the waterfront it's developed mm-hmm. it's been developed it is most of the piers for the Skyway are in the water that's presumably not getting developed I mean unless you're building like a swim up bar. Um, so well, there's an idea. Don't steal it. Okay. That one's for free snake. You can have yeah. that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, and I, and I lost my train of thought. Yeah. The, the skyway, I don't, I don't know. My, my, I, well, I, I, well, I know you like it. I, I hope, skyway. I hope you don't drive over it in a smart car. <laughs> it, will, will it blow off? You, you I might, you might off. blow off. Yeah, you I, might I, blow I would, off. I would almost guarantee that a smart car would blow off. <laughs> my, my, my great, uh, my great skyway compromise 
And, you know, and, and guys like uh, Stefan can get behind this too, because it requires like, uh, you know, the, a minimum amount of, of public expenditure and, and a big government basically just put throw up blockades. So you can't drive on the skyway and then just leave it. And then eventually it falls apart. Yeah. And then, you know, then, then you, then you got your, then, you know, Higgins is happy because the skyway's gone. And then every, everyone didn't spend any money tearing it down. Everyone who's at a concert at Canal side, they can sell, sell like umbrellas that, that shield you from the falling concrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, Which I'd or, buy or, or you can, or you can like grab a little hunk of it. Like it's the Berlin wall and, <laughs> right. and right. You know, yeah. you pass that down to your family. Yeah. Well, Rob listeners of our show will know our compromise, which, uh, you know, basically the suicide pool. Yeah. The suicide where we cut, bridge. we cut the, su- yeah, we cut the skyway in half basically. And you know, we put a little, a pool at the bottom and then yeah. you jump in yeah right. if you if you if you make it to the pool which is i think you know the side what 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 is it an, an eight eight foot diameter pool right <laughs> if you make it in you live you you're, you're worth your life is worth saving right right because it's, it's like 35 feet deep yeah okay <laughs> okay so like, so, <laughs> if you miss well well you should have had better aim yeah yeah, right, yeah. yeah those are the odds right yeah yeah mm-hmm. jump off jump off more trestles for practice right right, yeah. right for sure yeah, so, uh, yeah, Stefan Mahailu trying to save our Skyway from Alden and Wales. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's, we, we kind of buried the lead here, but that's... Yeah. that's Please, Stefan, jump off the Skyway. <laughs> Stefan, come with us, put on your Speedo, jump off the Skyway into our pool. You first, Stefan. Uh, I'll and, be right behind you. But, yeah, he, 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 he's taking his, his Save Our Skyway to... I guess it's logical extreme, which is that he's asking towns <laughs> on the far eastern border of the t- county of Erie to pass resolutions to save the Skyway. So the towns of Wales and Alden, those towns which are nobly nowhere fucking near the Skyway, are like, yeah, don't tear down the Skyway. We use it never. <laughs> Well, well, uh, when the, when the Wales Town Council passed that resolution, that they, they, they were under the impression that the Skyway was where uh, the four hundred crosses only. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. They're yeah. a little mixed up. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the, the Skyway battle I, again. This is just classic. Stefan just being so far behind the curve at this point. Like, nope, this, the, the Skyway thing has been resolved. Well, the Skyway thing's been resolved. And here's my thing is like, you know what? This is great. Like, if, if I'm Randy Hoke, I hope that Stefan goes to every town in Wyoming County, too, <laughs> yeah. and gets him to save our Skyway. Because every minute that he's not in Hamburg campaigning, because he's in fucking Wales or in Alden or Bennington or whatever fucking town he's in, campaigning to get them to pass a resolution to save our skyway means that that's fewer voters in Hamburg he's talking to. So it's, it's reducing his chances of winning, which are almost nil anyways to even less and less and less. So Jim, you're, you're the, you're, you're the, the political uh, insider here, or at least professional. Um, what, what is Stefan's move? Uh, should he, should he lose this election? Is he, I mean, is he, is he going back to is he going back to 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 uh, news news journalism? Is he gonna? Um... I I think he becomes a spokesman for. Uh, <laughs> I think he becomes like a communications director for a Republican elected official. Yeah, that that makes that that's a good that's a good real answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that, that's probably that's answer. it's funny. He's not like a he's particularly not, effective communicator. No, he's right? he's not really good at it. It's, he's a good punching bag, though. Like if you were, yeah. if you were, if if you were like a Republican who, I don't want to say milk toast, but maybe like you're like a dry Republican. You're still a mm-hmm. shithead, mm-hmm. but you're like 
you know, you're not a provocative Republican, but you could run a guy like Stefan out there. Well, he's good at bullshitting. Well, right. So you could you could run a guy like him out there and then have him take, you know, say all the provocative shit. Well, yeah. he'll, he'll also stick to a message no matter how fucking ridiculous it is. Yeah. He'll stick to the message. So, like, I see him being like when he when he loses this race. In <laughs> Almost Amber, certainly. Uh, being like communications director for like Dave DiPietro. They, well, yeah. And there, so there's like, some birds of a feather. Or then, yeah. then we just have this this marriage made in somewhere, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, where these two are working together, and he's just every single day like out there like reporting to the East Aurora Advertiser <laughs> on what's going on. I mean, realistically, honestly, honestly, what's probably going to happen is he loses, and he's going to end up being like the attack dog on the India Walton um, mayoral. Uh, you know, that's regime. interesting. Yeah, like they're, they're probably he's just you know people are still going to pay him money to just do or, what he's doing. You yep. know, just to spout the bullshit. Like he will probably be the one. He'll probably get Fox News appearances. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, again. Well, it didn't Does make he get it, a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he well, if he starts his own, and, yeah. Follow follow up, do do yeah. we subscribe? Right. Yeah. 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 Maybe he'll be on Nate McMurray's podcast. Uh, as no, a he'll, he'll, maybe he'll, he'll start yeah. his own called the Hexagon. <laughs> it didn't make the cut last week, but Sinclair Broadcasting has a new local yeah. news team, right, oh, on Fox yeah. 29. So, yeah. so Fox 29's got their own hour-long, uh, what is it, 10 to 11 news broadcast. Maybe Stefan makes the cut. I, I, I would love to see him return to journalism. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, I, like, I have vivid me- memories of being a you know a tween or or maybe teen and just like you know i'm I'm eating like my my sugar cereal before school and just watching this guy uh, on the news and being like who is this goofball like uh, the name sticks right out with you can't forget it yeah Yeah. exactly it's it's a it's a memorable name uh in the sounds that it contains or if not how to spell it but he's he's his his um his persistence is very interesting to me because he doesn't seem to be good at anything um um you know he looks like like he looks like uh, like pizza dough that hasn't been rolled out yet yeah he um and, he, and he's, he's got not the particularly biggest, bright he's got the biggest pleated pant pleated dockers <laughs> to hide that yeah, yeah. He, he's he's a very peculiar shape just yeah. generally i mean and, and it's okay for me to say that because I'm fat. Uh, I just want to get that out there because yeah. I know this is a mainly like Same audio medium. Right, yeah. And 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 you know, and We're I'm all fat. Be guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm body positive, but like let's be honest, the guy looks like physically, you know, he kind of looks like something from like the HP Lovecraft with <laughs> game, game recognized game on yeah. that front, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we call him like we see him because we see him in the mirror like that. So it's it's, yeah. it's fine. You've got dad bods. Yes. This, this is an, the, another level. Well, regardless of his body type, like yeah. his it, it certainly goes without saying that, you know, his his political uh, life has just been completely mediocre, full of failure and, and yeah, mediocre. I mean, has he done has he like done and like and even even for like the people that believe in like what he talks about has he has he done like he hasn't he hasn't first of all like the count the comptroller like can't really do anything right comptroller really can't do anything which is why we haven't tried to get hardwick on the show (laughs) but um we, we probably should but i mean he does nonsense all the time it doesn't matter 
Everybody just gets to ignore him. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that you bring bring up like the Sinclair news. Like maybe yeah. he'll go like because like uh, I saw an advertisement for it the other day. I, I was I happened to be watching like The Simpsons or something like that. Oh, okay. And they're like common sense news for common sense oh, people. Yeah, and sure, I was yeah. like, get the fuck uh-huh. out of here. Jesus. Well, oh, so just to speak on the Comptroller's race before we wrap up, um, I, there's not much to speak on it. Honestly, that's the most. In, interesting thing to me about that race it's like watching paint dry that it's so fucking boring like we don't talk about it because there's nothing to talk about neither candidate is really doing anything well and and like it's but the thing is it's it's tough to talk about because like, like we just said like nobody knows what the fucking controller does <laughs> and but it's a decided look nobody knows what a, a controller does but we've talked about it on the show jim that it is a decidedly political office right in yeah. that like Nobody knows what you do. So you could project whatever the fuck you want, like Stefan Mihailu did, <laughs> and say, yeah, you know, the finances. Like, you can rail on. I audited Mark Polenkars' yes. shots on goal, and they were pathetic. <laughs> right, right. I followed him to the hockey rink, and His I stalked him. is low. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's political in that it gives you, like, a bully pulpit to talk about finances, which is generally something that the Republicans love to be doing. Right. So... It's interesting to me, uh, twofold. One, that, you know, really, like, this is a race that Jeremy Zellner, I think, needs to win. Um, two, that this is something the Republicans, they're pretty embattled coming into November. Um, and it looks like they could lose the sheriff's race, you know. Um, certainly, India Walton winning in the city of Buffalo doesn't bode well for them on that front either. So it's like, they should want to win this. And yet, it's been just a fucking radio silence. I mean, I think it's a little early for the race to really kick off, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, uh, I think we'll hear more. Um, I mean, yeah, the Republicans clearly seem like they're banking on like the sheriff's race. I would say that Kim Beatty's the favorite. Uh, it's a four way race with like three Republicans basically running against yeah. each other. So they have Lynn Dixon versus Kevin Hardwick. I would say that Lynn Dixon's probably tentatively the favorite, but it makes me feel weird to say that. Hardwick is pretty well known. Um, so he's got a pretty good chance. I don't. I looking at the county ledge races. I don't see where the Republicans pick up enough seats to to overturn the majority. I don't actually see the Republicans picking up any seats in the county ledge. Um, but you know, if they pick up one, that's not enough to overturn the majority. So, yeah, I agree with you. Like, if I'm the if I'm Carl Smith and I want to be Republican chair for another term uh, after next year's you know reorg. I would like to win a race, and county controller might be the race to win because I'm not picking up anything else. Do you, I mean Lynn Dixon is another uh, former newscaster, right? Yeah, politician. Yeah, yeah. Does and I, I feel like I'm trying to remember back on the last controller or the last uh, county executive race. She kind of pulled out some of the culture war stuff there, right? She, Didn't she have like a 911 ad? She did. She pulled out some culture stuff. She uh, she did have like a 911 ad. We saw her on Fat Tuesday on Punchkey Day. We did see her on Punchkey <laughs> yeah. Day, and and she she recognized me, so she spent like like 40 minutes talking to me and i was like you recognize me because i work with the democrats (laughs) like i don't know why you're wasting your time spending all this time other than you're like you're just nervous and you don't know who else to talk to and it's like you and your classic rob move you and your you and your daughter here at at, at punchkey day yeah but they i mean she did get better and she did pull her campaign together a little bit um the republicans really dragged her along there Neither her nor Hardwick have raised a ton of money, so I don't. I can see why they haven't spent anything yet because it's too early to start spending money when you don't have any. Um, and 
The problem is, is with the race being so milk toast as it is, they're not going to raise a bunch of money. But I agree with you, Re, and that like I would say, I would argue that both county chairmen realistically are are running that race for their jobs. Mm. Zellner has the at least has can can afford to like he has won some races in the past, like he's won the county executive race. He's they they've won this like veto proof majority in the county ledge since he's been chair so he at least has some laurels not great ones but some laurels to rest upon who is zellner protecting his job from like i and and like this is like this is part of the the stuff that i really have like no idea about but it does not seem like the the local left has um has like an apparatus together enough to have sort of like a, not yet a, a person not to, yet. to yeah well not yet exactly but that's that's the whole point though who is jeremy zellner protecting his job from well india walton comes in wins this you know wins in november we're assuming and it's like all right now you're really facing some some heat ideologically in a way that we talked about on the show mm-hmm. politicians and the political class in buffalo have not really had to deal with Right. right. I mean, but that is like a job that you need to be like, that's like, because it's like so sort of like in, in the weeds of mm-hmm. like, like the, the, like the mechanics and like operations of like this organization, like presumably, you know, whoever like get, whoever holds that job after Zellner um, doesn't have it anymore, whether it's because, you know, people, you know, the, the, um, the, like the committee members get rid of him or, or, or he finds something else or whatever the hell. You know, presumably whoever steps into that job next is somebody who has like at least some degree of like insiderness in the party. And I don't think feel like anyone with that degree of like insiderness is um, part of the like the movement that kind of that like, like propelled uh, like India Walton to, to winning. Like like this like mayoral primary is still really kind of like, you know, this is like like the first sort of like shot across the bow. I feel like of like an actual like or organized left formation contending um, in a, in a real way that like, I think like a lot of things came together for that to happen. I, I would say that what I would say, see potentially happening is I, I agree with you for the most part is India Walton say she, she wins in November and she's able to move forward from there. She's got hundreds of volunteers, right? Yeah. They all become committee members, or they all want to become committee members, so they all run committee races. Somebody who is mainstream or mainstream left. This is how the sausage is made, folks. Right. Oh, yeah. So listen in. Uh, some, somebody who's mainstream or mainstream left who wants to challenge Zellner but hasn't been able to put together a coalition in the past mm-hmm. reaches out to her at that point. Mm-hmm. And then they start to build a coalition because, and they might get that support from her people because they're the first mainstream person to reach out to them, and they yeah. offer mm-hmm. an uh, an option besides Zellner. That I mean, yeah, that that made that that that, that makes sense to me. I mean, that that seems like the most likely, I guess, like scenario. And the Ben, it's still that is like predicated on like the, I guess the presumption of of India winning in November. And the presumption of that win being like durable enough to drive like a sea change within the organization, which I, th- I think that's still a question that right. is, um, you know, very much unresolved um, as, as of yet. Because, yeah, like I said, like so many things had to come together for her to win that primary. And I say this as like, you know, um, like I said, yeah, probably anyone that, that that who knows me on who follows me on Twitter anyways or, you know, follows my work probably is aware that. 
you know, I've put myself out there as a, as a fairly diehard uh, India Walton partisan. But yeah, I, I still think I still think like her her win like was the result of like a lot of things coming together, and not a small amount of just like luck in how like in how like Brown decided to run his campaign. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think you know I know for a fact that the that the left is out there organizing for like a more durable. Um, you know, to be to be like a durable institution that can like actually contest for power in a real level, including in, in the, the arena of like, yeah, committee seats. And, and is, should they choose to like go the, the route of, you know, taking over the Democratic Party rather than just trying to build something in parallel to it? You just can't. I mean, you can't stay losing. That's the biggest thing. Like fucking forget the ideological, the left flanks, whoever. Motherfucking Jeremy Zelnut, J- Jeremy Zelnut, Jeremy Zellner, Zelnut, Zel- <laughs> Zel- uh, Zelnut. We got a new name for him. Wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. He's wait, the Zelnut. Is, is Frito Lay bringing Zelnuts back? <laughs> well, if they do, uh, no one uh, currently speaking or listening to this podcast is to buy them until they until meet they, the demands of uh, their workers. That's right. That's their right. Topeka, Kansas plant. Yeah, major labor. And negotiate. Uh, We're boycotting contracts with fair we, working we conditions. We don't cross lines even for Zelnuts. <laughs> Bring back Troyer Farms. <laughs> sweet, sweet Zelnuts. Bring back Troyer Farms. Right. Uh, Fuck Frito-Lay. <laughs> Jeremy no Zel- more Zelnuts. No more Zelnuts. <laughs> Solidarity does require sacrifice from all of us, <laughs> even, right. even if it means... Forgoing the delicious uh, Zelnut snack that Absolutely. we all love right. to enjoy. Exactly. <laughs> Zelnut, stay losing. So you can't. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you said it. I, I said it. I agree with you. I agree with you, Reed, that like you can't you can't continue to have the overall record that he's had and continue to be the manager of the franchise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Zelnut or Zelner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, need a little breather here. Yeah. We'll be back. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We'll be back. I'm good. I'm good. Jeremy Jeremy Zelder. Um no, yeah. He can't stay losing and continue to hold on to his job. Oh wow. Uh but yeah, on that note, folks, I, I think uh I think that's a wrap on today's pod. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's the news. We yelled about it. We had some laughs, and we had our good buddy Rob on. So, mm-hmm. Rob Galbraith, thank you again thank, for joining us. Where can we so find much. you, Rob? Uh, well, uh, I I do post on the Bird website, yeah, uh, the way Hell website, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, the Hell site. I, I I tweet my posts on the Hell website uh, <laughs> that you can follow me at uh, at Rob Galbraith LS. Uh, that stands for Little Sis, which is the organization I work for. Uh, I'm a senior researcher there. I do a lot of investigation into money and politics, public corruption, uh, private influence over public policy, generally the way that the uh, ownership class, you know, uses its wealth to um, to to achieve its objectives, to accumulate more wealth and screw over working people. Uh, there is at littlesys.org is our research database and we publish uh, articles and, and reports at public-accountability.org. Public Accountability Initiative is the name of the organization. But yeah, I was just chopping it up today as yeah. myself, guy who lives in Buffalo, a uh, big fan you, of the Your pod. opinions are your own. My opinions are my own. Uh, this is a personal account. Rob's not trying to get fired over uh, <laughs> over an episode where a bunch of guys say Zelnuts. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, uh, truly, I'm not trying to get fired over anything. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy uh, earning paychecks. 
Um, but yeah, that that's that's where that's where I'm at. I I I, I probably post too much on Twitter because uh, you know I I read the internet and yeah. like everybody, it, it breaks my brain and makes me feel bad about the world. Um, but this this afternoon has made me feel really good about Buffalo. Wait, I got I got one question that's been like. Oh, that's yeah. been burning it, oh, yeah. for for a Here while. Let her rip. So, um, origin origin of the name of the podcast. Did, if if you've covered this in a prior episode, I apologize for for not having heard it. No, we should talk about this. Um, is it the square like Thursday in the square, or yes. is it the square like uh, like pizza cut like the the wrong way? Oh, I hadn't even. Well, thought the about the, it. the initial logo was a square pizza. Cut. Yeah, 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 and I think that's how but, it shows up on my phone when I'm listening. Is that right? And no. I that I look at a we, wrong cut pizza and I say, <laughs> "Well, that's no way to have pizza." We've updated the logo since okay. then. That dude, was like dude, the first think, two weeks. I think on the podcast app, it still shows the pizza. Though. I, that's yes, so weird. I wonder why. Yeah. At least on the Apple podcast oh, app. Which yeah, is, same. I'm gonna have to fix, use it. I'll have to fix that. Thanks it's for pretty, bringing that. It, to it, light. it has updated on Spotify to the new uh, logo because we are named after the square, like Thursday in the square. Okay. Oh, so the good one. Yeah. Right. 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 No, the, the whole idea. It was a little tongue in cheek that until we got a logo made. Yeah. You know, we had, yeah. Well, it uh, it was fun. And, you know, I know Buffalo Pe- Buffalo places. I'm looking at you, Just Pizza. Stay cutting the pizza into squares. Mm. Even if you ask nicely on the phone to cut them into triangles, please. Because my yes. son won't eat square pizza. Um, <laughs> listen, oh, you little no. shit. You're getting pizza. You're gonna. Yeah. Well, that's that's you're all. That's, eat it. that's all uh, parental uh, imposed. I, 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 <laughs> it was one of the first things I taught him was the right and wrong way to cut a pizza. <laughs> right, 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 right. You want crust on everybody. You don't want any sloppy middles. That's right. No, you no, got that right. No. So, Rob, uh, and for the listeners who don't know, the square, the name of the square, the origin, real quick. As uh, you know, we were talking about a year, year and a half ago about, uh, you know, we missed the vibe around here of the old Thursday at the square where people just come together, hang out, watch music and, you know, talk oh, to yeah. each other, have conversations talk about what's going on, talk man. about what's going on, that we, we've lost a lot of that shared space here in, in Buffalo and Western New York. So that to us, the square embodies like that vibe just like hey just around people just hanging out just talking what what would people in buffalo be talking about down at lafayette square back in the day and uh you know also niagara with good opinions niagara (laughs) square is right in the distance too of course so we we talk about the government stuff and and that's a big focus for us too Mm -hmm. because that never goes away but baby we're all about the vibes and rob you brought the vibes today man thank you cheers again for uh for joining us and listeners hey you know where to find us you you already found us if you're listening but Mm -hmm. tell your friends spotify google apple all those other I'll have to fix Apple uh, fix. I'm a fix Apple. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, I can fix her. I can fix her. <laughs> also, we do have a Patreon that we, we will do more stuff on. I swear we will, so, but buy the shirts until then. Yes. Buy the shirts. Buy the goddamn shirts. Cause they look so cool. Yep. They're cool. shirts. Show Rob, show Rob the shirts. Yeah, we'll show him. I might have a shirt for Rob. You can look like Roger. You can look like Roger. So buy the shirts. uh, You know, Waters, Stone, Rabbit. Yes, all the the Rogers. You pick your favorite Roger. So yes, buy the shirts. Support us on Patreon if you want. Yeah, do do all that stuff because we love you. You love us, and uh, where else are you gonna get the Buffalo News? Ain't providing it. All the all the radio stations suck. We're all you got left, baby. Okay, we're we're it. We're like the good thing, <laughs> the only good thing left around here. It's all trash. The rest of it. So hey, let let us be the kings of your trash heap. Okay, 
We're like the raccoons that you can't get rid of. <laughs> yes. 